This is the Pete Brantley Show podcast, episode 27. Thank you for clicking on. Let's call this the Call Your Mama podcast. Yeah, I'll get to that in just a moment. Hope all is well. It is uh, the second week of November 2018. And let's start out with the World Series. What an incredible baseball season this has been. It was just a fun year. Fun to be a Red Sox fan. I've got my World Series hat now, and I run into people who say, what a series, huh? But actually, what a season. We watched them win in spring training, but you never get too excited about spring training records. But then they just kept on going. They opened the season, got off to a great start. Chris Sale was amazing. Then uh, he got us all worried by going on the disabled list at the end there, not once but twice. They picked up J.D. Martinez, and some of the so-called experts said the Yankees had a better offseason by signing Giancarlo Stanton. How'd that turn out? We waited for the return of Dustin Pedroia, but that was not to be. But how great was it to see him in the dugout during the playoffs and the World Series, just giving a, a share of his knowledge and just an inspiration? I hope he makes it back next year, but I really don't know. The Red Sox signed, uh, signed Stephen Pierce to play first base, and I was one of the ones who said, what do we need him for? We had Mitch Moreland playing first base, and he was doing a fantastic job. When David Price had trouble against the Yankees in the playoffs, I thought we had seen the last of Price pitching in a Red Sox uniform. I didn't know how they could arrange it with his contract, but I wondered, how do you send him out again? And then look at the World Series he had. The way Joe Kelly pitched at the end of the season, I didn't even want him on the Red Sox playoff roster, but he pitched in every World Series game. I remember the years of heartbreak. I remember the saying, wait till next year. But since 2004, it has been incredible. I'm just sad that we have to go into the offseason here. Actually, the guys only get a short break. Let's hope they uh, have a chance to relax before they're back at Fort Myers. What, the middle of February? I saw a story about different Red Sox items that are going to the Hall of Fame. Manager Alex Cora's hoodie, Stephen Pierce's Game 4 bat, Dave Price's Game 5 jersey, Nathan Evaldi, his cap and spikes. Evaldi, of course, didn't officially start a game in the World Series, but he effectively pitched the length of a start in Game 3 when he threw 97 pitches in extra innings, six innings of extra inning work. Brock Holt's helmet is going to the Hall of Fame, Joe Kelly's glasses, and the clicker that Game 3's home plate umpire Ted Barrett used. The 18-inning battle, it featured 561 total pitches. What's your favorite memory? Chris Sale coming out of the bullpen to end it, and the bullpen giving him a standing ovation? Mitch Moreland's home run when you when the Sox were down 4 to nothing. How about uh, Benintendi's catches in the outfield or Stephen Pierce's home runs? Certainly was fun to watch another Red Sox victory parade go through the streets of Boston. I do hope you had a nice Halloween at your house and had some trick-or-treaters come by. We had about 100 people come by our house. I saw on social media some people had nobody come to their house. Compared to last year, the uh, participation was way down. I even had a friend of mine who lived, uh, you know, a few streets over take his candy back to BJ's. He was looking to get a return. I guess he did get a return on his money, but then ended up spending it on a 
bunch of other junk. My wife said that there was one boy who came by our house. I was in the house keeping the dogs company, but she was sitting out on the porch because it was a warm night. And we had one boy come by who was about 10 or 12, and he came by and Priscilla gave him two or three candy bars. You know, we had the minis there. And he reached in and grabbed a handful more. I said, what did you do? And she said she grabbed his hand and said, let's share with the other kids. But then he reached in with his other hand, grabbed a whole bunch of candy, and then walked off. She said she was busy with some younger kids, or she would have gone after him. You know, you almost want to say, didn't your mama teach you any manners? Unbelievable. Did you see the video of the, uh, somebody had a uh, security camera on their porch, and I guess this woman or man went off for the evening, but they put a bowl of candy out on their front porch with a sign that said, you know, please take one or one or two, whatever it said. Well, someone came up to the porch, took the bowl and emptied, this is an adult now, emptied the entire bowl into her son's trick-or-treat bag. What kind of example does that show you kids, huh? Take everything you can get. A couple of notes from a blog I wrote the other day at uh, PeteBraley.com. I was talking about Dorcas Riley. That's an odd first name, isn't it? D-O-R-C-A-S. Dorcas Riley has died. She was 92. And if you haven't read and don't know who Dorcas Riley is, she invented the green bean casserole. Yeah, a a tradition for many of us at Thanksgiving. Riley was one of the first full-time members of the Home Economics Department at Campbell's Soup. And that's where she came up with what the company calls the mother of all comfort foods. It was 1955. She simply combined green beans and Campbell's cream of mushroom soup. And then I guess put the onion rings on top there, right? And she called it green bean bake back in the day. The green bean casserole. I just bought my ingredients for it for Thanksgiving today. As I wrote the other day, it's full speed ahead now that we've gotten past Halloween. It's full speed ahead into the holiday season. It used to be Thanksgiving was the kickoff to the holiday season. You know, when when Santa comes down at the Macy's parade. But it seems like Halloween now. Uh, if you have Sirius XM, I guess there is already a 24-hour Christmas music station. I'm also seeing articles about decorating your house early. I guess they found someone who claims it's healthy for you. I was just whistling Holly Jolly Christmas the other day when my uh, wife said, no, 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 not until after Thanksgiving. That is her rule. As of today's date, no one has started the 24-hour Christmas formats yet on the radio, but... I wonder which one will be first, Light 105, Cool 102, Magic 106. I'm sure they'll be uh, switching to Christmas music shortly after Veterans Day. The stores already have the Christmas decorations up. I was in one store the other day that did their usual during the holidays. They put so much merchandise out, it almost cuts the aisle down in half. Yeah, because they put stuff in the middle of the aisle, the the wallets and the slippers. It makes it difficult for anyone who's in a wheelchair or myself, anybody who walks with a cane has to pay attention. 
I've seen some of my church family that is heading south already for the winter. I hope it's a peaceful few months for you. I just want to say enjoy the holidays, my friends, and make it a point not to get too stressed out. Slow and steady and focus on the good things this time of year. I know there's shopping and wrapping and baking and cleaning, but somehow we managed to get it all done. And don't forget to ask for help if you need it. And ladies, I've written about this several times. Don't expect your husband to know that he should help you out. I know you can say, well, he should know. But the fact is, we don't. We may not ask for directions much, you know, stopping and asking for directions. But most guys are pretty good at following directions. So if you want us to do something, don't assume we're going to. We're not wired that way. Speaking of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, I did see a story the other day which talked about some of the entertainment that will be present. Diana Ross will be in the parade this year. Diana Ross, John Legend, and country singer Kane Brown. They will be among the stars celebrating at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Macy's is also announcing that Martina McBride, Pentatonix, and Sugarland will participate in what is the 92nd Annual Parade. Thanksgiving early this year. It's on November 22nd. The special airs on the Today Show, of course, at 9 o'clock in the morning. But I realized today this will be the first time in quite a few years that Matt Lauer is not part of the broadcast. That all seemed to go down last year just after Thanksgiving, didn't it? I think he hosted the Thanksgiving Day Parade and then his troubles uh, were revealed not too long after. Diana Ross will perform a song from her new Christmas album. She'll also be joined on the float by some of her family members. And other parts of the lineup include the cast and uh, Muppets from Sesame Street. Bare Naked Ladies will be there, along with Leona Lewis, Ashley Tisdale, and Carly Pierce. I want to send out thanks to the Dartmouth Education Foundation, and I'll do that in just a moment and feature one of the singing groups from Dartmouth High. But first, let's get to what we call the Call Your Mama podcast. This is from a blog I wrote a couple of weeks ago. For some of us, it's too late. For others, we're just too stubborn. I was listening to some music the other day while I was cleaning my kitchen, and a song came on that really made me think. I've written before about how I'm a country music fan, and I know that uh, that's not everybody's favorite, but if we can get past that for just a minute, and just listen to this part of the song. It's a song by Seth Ennis. It's titled, Call Your Mama. Call your mama, sit and listen to her small town drama. Get you all caught up on all your sisters and your brothers Boy, listen to your mother Cause you ain't never gonna get another Someone you get to call your mama That's Seth Ennis. I know country music is not everybody's favorite, but those words really grabbed me the other day. I think it's because I can't call my mama anymore. Can't get caught up on any of the childhood drama because my brother's gone too. I wrote a column a few months ago about how I found it weird to be the only one left from that part of the Braley family tree. 
And I met a man at the gym who said he was in the same boat. It really does feel strange. It's hard to put into words, but it's an odd feeling. Now, the week goes by when something doesn't come up, and I immediately know how my mother would have reacted. My mother hated it when there was a mistake at the grocery store. If she got home and studied that receipt and saw an error, she would go back to the store to have it fixed. If she didn't get the sale price, she would drive back many times with that pound of beef or that watermelon wither and demand to see the manager. I can't say she passed that gene on to me because I, I usually just go, oh, well, and throw the slip away. But I also thought of my mom the other day when we sang a new hymn in church. That was something mom wasn't too crazy about. I, I could just hear her voice in my head that morning. She would have said something like, I don't know what's wrong with the hymns we already have. And I mentioned how I don't get to, I, I never did call my brother a lot. I didn't call him. He didn't call me. You know, if something has come up in your life and you're not speaking to your brother or sister and you're thinking, well, I'll fix it someday. Or if he wants to fix it, he'll call me. Well, there's no guarantee that you're going to get someday. My brother died before he ever saw his 60th birthday. Who knew that was going to happen? Maybe you think you're justified because of something that was said or something that was done to you. Maybe you're right. But why not take the high road and be the first one to reach out? It might not work, but then again, it just might. Believe it or not, you may have misunderstood the entire situation. Maybe it was your fault. Maybe you're the one that needs to apologize. But you will miss being able to make those calls and to talk about that small town drama. Finally, on this podcast, I want to say uh, thank you once again to the folks at the DEF, the Dartmouth Education Fund or Foundation. I got out to Dartmouth High School the other night for the 8th annual Spelling Bee. You know you're in Dartmouth when you get out of the car and hear the drumline practicing. And uh, later in the night when I got out of the Spelling Bee, I could hear the entire marching band practicing. Yeah, it was uh, a few years ago. It wasn't eight years because uh, there was a year we skipped. Might have been two years that we skipped. But uh, eight, nine, or ten years ago, John Beauregard, one of my uh, regular listeners and uh, who I now call friend, uh, one of my listeners when I was at WBSM, John Beauregard asked me if I wanted to host or be the pronunciator for the first annual Dartmouth, uh, the DEF, Adult Spelling Bee. Now, we didn't know how this would go. It had been done in another part of the state. But we got together. We had a couple of rehearsals. And now it's been going on, as I said, eight, nine, ten years. And what it is is a spelling bee where all of the contestants are adults. And they're encouraged to dress up in costume. I have some of the pictures uh, in a blog at peepraley.com if you want to see some of the the ways that people dress up. And then I stand up there and I give them the words to spell. I mention the word, whether it's a noun or an adjective. I give them the definition, then I use it in a sentence, and they have 30 seconds. 
This is uh, three people on a team. 30 seconds to agree on the spelling. And then they show us. And it's a double elimination tournament and so on and so forth. It uh, takes about eh, an hour and a half to get through five rounds. And then we have the championship. So it's about an hour and a half uh, start to finish. Some of the words are relatively easy. We start them off easy. Then we get more difficult and we go to words that, uh, you know, you have to remember your your spelling, uh, what, rules, I guess. A lot of them sometimes will trip you up, whether it's uh, a double M or uh, I before E, you know, those types of rules. And then if we keep going, if we get to about the nine or ninth or tenth word, then the words get a little tougher. One word I had this year that I had never seen or used before was ABC Darian. ABC Darian. It's spelled A B E C E D A R I A N. I believe. I'm doing this from memory. But it's a lot of fun, and you can see the pictures uh, on the blog at peoplely.com. And I want to thank the DEF for two reasons. Number one is they stayed with me after I had my stroke. John Beauregard wrote to me and he said, the job is yours if you still want it. I felt that I could do it. So I went and I remember telling everyone that I was making my first public appearance since my stroke. And I got a nice round of applause. And the other night I was introduced by Lara Stone, the uh, director, as a stroke survivor. She mentioned some of the other things I do, the blogging and the podcasting and the radio, but I think I was most proud of that uh, title, uh, Stroke Survivor. So yeah, they have the guy, uh, they have uh, Stroke Boy get up there with these uh, multi-syllabic words, and I do my best. But I have to thank them, publicly thank them for sticking by me. Not everyone has. And it's really nice that those folks have and that I get to be the pronunciator every November. One thing before I go. The Dartmouth Music Acapella Group, Harmonics, sang the national anthem. Check this out.
Wasn't that fantastic? That's the Dartmouth Music, uh, the a cappella group they have, the chorus called Harmonics. I've sung that song before, as I'm sure a lot of you have. And I've also been a part of the harmony. But there were some notes in there that I have never heard before. And I really have to hand it to those that were harmonizing to go after that note and have the confidence that you hit it right and hold it. And that just blended in so fantastic. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. That'll do it for episode 27. If you have any comments or suggestions or requests or questions, just email me. It's braley.pete at gmail.com. Braley.pete at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Pete Braley. Take care.